All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Better late than never. Welcome. It's Faith. Fucking Anton Lander. Let's go, baby. Egg milk. This is Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's Let's turn it down. Episode 85, Better Late Than Ever. Hello. It's going to be a weird episode today, I think. I don't really know what to expect from myself. Here, I was thinking that last night, or I guess two nights ago, last night, I don't remember what night, should have been game seven. The weather should have been taking on the Golden Knights, eventually moving on to the third round. It just didn't happen, did it? Did not happen. I'm sad about it. I think I'm going to be sad about it for a while. So what am I doing? I'm busying myself with varying jobs, varying things that I want to do. And today, one of those things was starting a little YouTube page for myself. I'll tell you about that in a second. But first, I got to tell you about the audio department. Go check them out. The audio department, they work to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. The audio department.ca is where you can go book a studio, record a podcast, record an album, record whatever you want. Record whatever you want. Bring that battle axe down there and just solo for 60 minutes if you want. It's up to you. You can book time right on the website. Again, that's the audio department.ca. Getting started, I just, I guess we just have to say farewell to the playoffs, don't we? 
we have to say farewell to the playoffs. It was a shorter run than what we were all hoping. We all know that. It hurts. It hurts to lose the playoffs this early. But I'm thankful for what we did do. Your old pal Bag Milk, I'm sure if you saw it on social, you're like, what the fuck is going on with you? I was very, very fortunate. I was really, really lucky. Really lucky. I got to go to 10 of 12 of the Oilers playoff games. Now, that's not at all what I expected when the playoffs started. I bought tickets to game one. They lost that game in overtime. I bought tickets to that one, and then I was just kind of assuming, like, well, maybe we're going to do a trip down to L.A., and we did for AMA Travel. But I didn't expect to just have tickets coming to me. Like Trilogy Oldfield Rentals for the Righteous Act Beating, they gave me a bunch of tickets. Got to go to LA, got to go to Vegas. Got to go with my buddies. It was a really cool run, and I'm just, I feel grateful and sad at the same time. And it's just a weird way to describe what was a fantastic year, really. I mean, the Oilers had three 100-point players. That hasn't happened since the 90s. Connor McDavid hit 150. Nobody thought that was possible. Leon Dreisaitl, another ridiculous season. What can you say about it? Sad that it's over. I was hoping for a lot more, obviously. We all were. And the way that the Oilers kind of fizzled out in games five and six against Vegas, is just it's frustrating and it's sad, but... I look back on the playoffs and I think, man, we had a fucking load of fun. I want to thank all of you guys that were reading the website. The website traffic has just been ridiculous over this playoff run. We're talking millions and millions of page views. Millions. Thank you to everybody that listens to the podcasts, whether it's listening to the podcast or watching the live shows like Tyler's show. Again, millions of downloads, streams, and views. The attention in Edmonton on the Oilers and what we were doing to cover the Oilers was sensational. We had a really nice run at Oilers Nation. A really nice run. We had a lot of people working really hard behind the scenes, on camera, getting parties to go at Greta, and most importantly, all of you for allowing us to do what we do. We're all in it together. All in it together. And I just, I guess that's what makes me sad is I feel like we still had some work to do. Even I was driving into work the other day and I was taking Fox Drive. And I guess this was before game six where they got knocked out. And you started to see the 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 number signs popping up. Leon's was on Fox Drive. Stuart Skinner had one just off Saskatchewan Drive. Bums me out, man. Bums me out because we had some work to do. And uh, once we get into some of the exit interview clips that I've got from Ken Holland, just disappointment is all around. And um, that's just all I want to say about it. We had a great time. Makes me eager and anxious to get going again for next year. For next year. But there's always next year and it's always sad, isn't it? Yeah! It just... You see the potential. (laughs) <laughs> you see the missed opportunity and you go, fuck, fuck. The way it goes. It's the way it goes. 
Listen here, if I want to chime in here for a second, you should probably be happy the playoffs are over. Your body took an absolute pummeling, man. You're walking around like an 80-year-old man with a bad back because you hurt yourself golfing, and then you were sitting on a plane, and then your hip got all fucked up. You should actually be happy about the playoffs. You need to sit still, you need to rest, you need to relax, and you need to pay back your Uncle MasterCard. Uncle MasterCard is coming to collect, buddy, and you racked up that bill over this last month or so. You racked it up, so maybe you should be grateful that the playoffs are over. You're welcome. It's my fault that they're over. I did it. I thought you were all getting too into it. We have people in the moss pit biting fucking fingers off. You can't have that going on. You guys needed a timeout, and Satan was the one to give it to you. Damn it, Satan. Damn it. I mean, he's right. I do have to pay back Uncle MasterCard. Yes, he, he asked for interest too, and he asked for his money back's rude. Um, speaking of rude, <laughs> it's not really rude. I just, it's funny. I got uh, I got an email that I want to share with you guys today from a Vegas Golden Knights fan. <laughs> I a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, maybe it was last week. I don't remember. I was talking about how nice Vegas fans are. And then literally in the days following the weather's getting bumped, I get this email and it was very, very funny. And uh, I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you. Should I put a little music on? Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's read some feedback for your old pal bag milk, shall we? Let's go. This coming in, it just says, Dear Milk Bag. I read Milk Bag's article, Why You Should Hate the Vegas Golden Knights. I have to tell you, Oilers fans are funny and very classy. I'm an originally a New York Islanders fan from the 70s, and I moved to Las Vegas in 2007, and I adopted the Knights. I scanned for articles, and after reading that article, I have zero respect for Milk Bag. Maybe in some world of unicorns and fairies, the NHL not a business first. What? I dislike whiners, and that person is totally a bitter one. Milkbag, very deserving of the outcome. Ta- talk talk him down off ledge or not. I would Amazon box of tissues if I knew where to send it. Great players and great games that were a coach's chess match. There were a lot of things that the Knights learned and coaches adapted to. Depth players played a huge role. The others will be back as you can be sure they'll be forward depth and D-men better next year. This easily could have been Stanley Cup matchup if one in East, one West. Look forward to watching again next year. Get some class milk bag. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you don't know what that is, every round, I do a very tongue-in-cheek article. Why you should hate the X. Did the LA Kings. Did the Vegas Golden Knights. I did the Winnipeg Jets before. You know, it's just, it's what I do. Before every round, I write one of those articles. So I just thought it was a funny email to share. (laughs) Uh, So what do we do now? Well, we have to busy ourselves. We have to make sure that we are still on top of what's going on. And that's really what I'm doing. I'm trying to distract myself with work. So I'm late getting started today. I actually wanted to record this podcast about three hours ago, but I got distracted making a YouTube page. If you are ever curious just what goes on in my phone, essentially is what this page is, pop over. It's Hi, My Name is Bag Milk on YouTube. Hi, My Name is Bag Milk. It's going to be in my link tree. 
Basically, the point of this was I just wanted to get shit off my phone. And I I was looking through there today and I have a lot of funny, just ridiculous slash behind the scenes slash weird videos in my phone. And I just thought that if you listen to this podcast, there's a chance you may want to see the shit that I'm just arguably filming on my phone. So a couple of things I loaded today, the celebrity lookalikes. From the last game, uh, we went to a nation vacation to Toronto in March. I uploaded the pregame at Scotiabank. I uploaded the how to cook breakfast in your air fryer video. Oilers intro from this year. The time I got a Ryan Nugent Hopkins signed jersey at work. I got uh, the Tyler Cat food video I'm going to load up onto there. So essentially, if you're just looking for more back behind the scenes nation stuff or just stuff that's a little bit silly and you kind of want to get a better idea of what we're working on or what we're doing or what I'm wasting time on. There you go. You can have it in there. Hi, my name is Bag Milk. what the page you got to look for. So go give me a subscription. Go give me a sub. And I promise I'm going to upload a bunch of videos on there. Like, as an example, I have so many Frank's Picks videos on my phone that I would love to delete off my phone, but I don't want to get rid of them. You know who can store them for me? YouTube. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to upload a bunch of that stuff. So hi, my name is Bag Milk on YouTube. Give me a subscription if you'd like... Check out for the link in my link tree. It's in the bios and on my socials. Or just go How My Name Is Bag Milk on YouTube. You'll be able to find it. Good? Good. Let's get to the news. The news is brought to you by SYC Brewing. If you go to sycbrewing.com, you can sign up for the newsletter and get 10% off your first order and get some juicy updates. Ciders, beers, merch, whatever you need. Gift cards? Come on. I'm going to get myself a clock out going here as soon as I'm done this podcast. I feel like I'm going to mail it in for the rest of the week. And I'm going to have a clock out logger from SYC Brewing to make that happen. Where we get started with the news? Well, we might as well get started with some Ken Holland exit interview clips. Of course, we are doing the breakdowns for the Oilers exit interviews. We want to be talking about the third round of the playoffs, but it just wasn't meant to be. So yesterday, the big one that everybody was talking about was Connor and Leon. Uh, A couple of quotes there is, there's expectations, but I think most of the expectations come from within ourselves, from within the room. We want to win here. There's nowhere else that we want to win, said Drysidle. Expectations are there. You obviously have to deal with them in your own way at times, but we're all here to win and we all want the same thing. Have a good summer. Let's come back and go back at it again. Connor McDavid added, it is Stanley Cup or bust for this group. With where everyone is at in their career, that is the expectation. And I like to hear that from the leaders on the team. I like to hear that they are pissed off. Just making the playoffs and getting into the second round is not going to do it for this group anymore. And I think that's a really, really, really important piece of information that comes out of those exit interviews. I don't expect anything from anyone in terms of them saying something substantial or them giving us a little nugget of information that we'll be able to use down the line for whatever we're into. Whatever rumors we're hoping will come true. Hey, I heard back then in the exit interviews that this was going to happen. Remember a couple years ago, Adam Larson in his exit interview said all he wanted to do was resign in Edmonton. Didn't happen. Ended up going to the Kraken. Understand. But that's the reason why I don't really pay too much attention to what is said in these interviews. But we're going to play some clips anyway, including Ken Holland, who spoke today, and how the group is just devastated about the way things ended. They're devastated. They're devastated. I'm devastated. <laughs> the fan base is devastated. 
Why are we devastated? Because we went 14-0-1-1 heading into the playoffs. Did we have the second best record in the National Hockey League behind Boston since, since the first of January? Boston's devastated. Yeah. Yep. That quote is just kind of like, the regular season obviously matters because you need to play the games to get into the playoffs. But at the end of the day, what we saw in the playoffs is that the regular season really doesn't matter. It doesn't. You can have a great regular season, go into the playoffs, things don't go your way. And that's what happened for the Oilers. Let's continue on with Uncle Ken. Like teams that are out there devastated. Like we're 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 devastated. Like we these guys, these guys, these guys are I got guys in there telling me they're going to the gym next week. Like they're 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 not going on vacation and like they're going to work. Like Oh, that makes me happy. Now listen, I want the boys to take a vacation. You've earned it. Listen, season's over, but you are not going to the world. We can Cabo, get a bronze, have a couple of cocktails, maybe some tacos, then get back in the gym. But I do like hearing that there's players I want to get back in the gym already. There, and these other teams are going to work. That's what these NHL players do. They, they take a week after the season, they get back in the gym and they go to, and teams that missed the playoffs are devastated. They missed the playoffs. So there are no guarantees and givens and, and entitlements because, because of this and because of that. It's earned. It's earned. It's earned. It's sacrificed. It's sticking to the. It's sticking to what you believe, and you believe you're good. Um, that's how you become the last team standing. Yeah, I mean, hard work, sacrifice, all that stuff is good. Uh, word of the day, in case you were wondering, is devastated. Thank you. Next up. Ken Holland was asked a couple of things. And again, it's an exit interview. So he was all over the place because of the questions that were coming in. News this week, earlier in the week, uh, Frank Saravalli speculated that Steve Steos could be getting bumped up to the general manager position. And here's what he said. I'm going to read it to you, okay? If Michael Andlauer is successful bidder to purchase the Ottawa Senators, formerly the owner of the Hamilton Bulldogs, where he found a lot of success with Steos, there will be a real pull to bring Steos with him as the next GM of the Ottawa Senators. I think the Oilers want to get out in front of that. I won't be shocked, and I'm not reporting this, just this is what the speculation has been behind the season's scenes is that there's a real possibility Ken Holland will be promoted to president of hockey operations and Steve Stales would be promoted to general manager. Today, when asked kind of about that, Ken Holland tap dance. He's not going to give any answers. He's not going to play his cards. But he also, he also didn't confirm anything either. At this stage of my life, I, I don't invest in green bananas. I like that quote, by the way. I don't invest in green bananas. Just not sure if I'm going to be around long enough to see them ripen to be yellow. Um, so, but but certainly I've got you know I, I cracked the joke, but you know I I I I feel you know you be the guy that you know since year one that I was here, you would say you know when are you going to trade a first round pick? When are you going to trade a first round pick? When are you going to trade a first round pick? And. Uh, I trade a first round pick when I believe that it's that it's we're there. We're there. And obviously I traded two first round picks at the deadline to bring in Ekholm. Um I believe the time is now. I believe we have a really good team. I believe there's lots of 
really good teams around the National Hockey League. We're not the only good team around the National Hockey League. So the point of that was he was asked about Steos essentially, and he just kind of said, I've got unfinished business. I've got job left to do. Job's not done as far as Ken's concerned. He is planning to be back as the GM next year with, and he said Steve Steos should be bumped up to AGM or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. I wasn't, I don't remember. Listen, transcribing Ken Holland is like drinking from a fire hose, to quote Mac T. It is just, he die, he goes everywhere. He's this way, he's that way, he's this way, he's that way. I don't know what to tell you. Ken thinks he's going to be back at GM. Would I believe Frank? Yes, I would. Frank doesn't make that shit up, so we're going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. Again, things said in exit interviews should not be held as gospel, but we'll see. We'll see. All I know is that we've got a lot of people with the Oilers pointed at the right direction, which is ultimately a Stanley Cup parade, because I want to party, and Ken Holland knows what it's like to party after you get one of those. I told you guys, when you win the Stanley Cup, boy, do you party. Fucking right. Because it's not a one-year quest. You know what? When the Oilers win the Stanley Cup, and I say when, they're going to party, but I honestly feel sorry for myself and everybody else at Oilers Nation HQ. We are going to party the likes of which this league or bloggers have never seen. It's a lifetime quest. Do you know what I mean? You can't party enough when you win that thing. It's a party machine because it's so hard to get your hands on. And I want you to know, I want our fans to know, like we're trying, my, our, my players are devastated. Like they're... They talk to me like it's, they're devastated for themselves. They're de- Word of the day. Devastated for the fans. I know the fans are devastated, but I want everyone to know, like, we're not the only one. Like, there's 31. Yeah, we get into that other quote. Teams that are. Then we get into that other one we played. <sighs> All I can imagine is that Stanley Cup party. I'm going to be so drunk. I'm going to be drunk, and I'm going to pass out, and I'm going to f- go wash myself in the fountains at the ledge. That's what I'm going to do. Maybe at City Hall. I'll find a fountain or a pool and I'll jump in there. That's all I know. That is all I know. Getting back to the exit interviews, Matthias Ekholm, do you guys see him? He looked fucking sweet, didn't he? Absolute shiner. Took that high stick. No penalty, by the way. Should we complain about the rest for the rest of this podcast? I feel like I should. I'm not gonna. We're going to be mature and we're going to move on, but I feel like I should. Anyway, Matthias Ekholm looks sweet. He, to paraphrase again, he just said, wouldn't be happier or couldn't have been happier to be traded to Edmonton. Can't wait for the opportunity to get back to work. I would not be surprised at all if he was one of those guys that's getting right back in the gym as Ken Holland spoke about. Uh, We talked about Steve Steos. Will he be the GM? Will he be the AGM? Will Ken Holland just maintain his role as Poho? Will he still be GM next year? We are going to wait and find out. I guess that's what the summer is. We've got six months to talk about it, so we'll just move on from there. Derek Ryan appeared on Bob Stoffer's show, Oilers Now, and said he would like to end his career as an Edmonton Oiler. And when I think of Derek Ryan, I think of a player who is quietly effective, doesn't do anything wrong, ever, really. In 80 games played, he had 13 goals, 7 assists for 20 points. That is pretty effective for a guy who's 36 years old. He turns 37 in December of this year. Will the Oilers bring him back? Last year, he made $1.25 million, according to the folks at Cat Friendly. Will he be back? I could absolutely see them bring him back. Though, at the same point, if you can only bring back Derek Ryan or long Derek Ryan, Nick Bukestad, which do you do? Which do you do? 
the Oilers are going to have a really interesting situation in the offseason because they're going to want to make additions and they're going to want to make improvements. But how do you get that done? According to Cap Friendly, as of today, the Oilers only have $5.97 million in cap space, though we still don't have any indication of what that cap number is going to look like for next year. What I do know, however, is that there are moves that are going to be made to try and bolster the lineup and try to do it as effectively as possible. So what am I thinking? There's three guys I said on Northern Nation Radio that would I would kind of have circled in pencil. And I'm not saying I want to trade these guys. I'm just saying this is the most likely scenario. It was like when we were saying there was well, going to trade Yes Puliarvi for cap reasons last year. It wasn't necessarily that you want to trade the player. Sometimes you need the money. So who are those players? I've got one. Kyle Yamamoto, $3.1 million. He's got another year left on that. He will be a restricted free agent. I don't know that the Oilers want to pay that for him. He just had a rough year. And a lot of that had to do with health issues and he couldn't stay healthy. And there were some lingering effects of those injuries. But ultimately, results-driven league. Two, Warren Fogle. He really turned it on over the last part of the year, and I could see them actually hanging on to him because of that. Uh, Jason Greger reported that Warren Fogle played with a wrist injury since February. He had an MRI yesterday afternoon to see if surgery is required. It limited his mobility, and that's why he didn't shoot a whole lot in practice or just as much as he would like to. Could they trade Warren Fogle, try and save $2.75 million? I could absolutely see it. Do they want to? Probably not. He seems like he's a popular teammate. When he's playing at his best, he can be incredibly effective. You know, just that number is a little bit high. The third player on my list would be Cody Cece. I just think that uh, the rumors are that he's been banged up for a while. But at $3.5 million or, yeah, $3.5 million, I think you can probably find an upgrade there on the right side. At least I hope so. So those would be my three. If you're listening to this right now and go, bag milk, you're an idiot. Whoops. That was the wrong button. I want to go this one. Bag milk, you're an idiot. You don't know anything about nothing. The players that the Oilers should trade are X, Y, and Z. If that's what if that's what you're yelling at your radio right now, I want to hear from you. Just hit me up on socials. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram or my new YouTube page or JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Just let me know. Curious what you're thinking. Lastly, in the news, I'm going to wrap it up with the citizens of Tempe, Arizona voted no on the new $2.1 billion arena deal last night. NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly did say the team will play a mullet arena next season. But what happens after that? How long are we going to keep fighting for this? I was thinking about on the weekend going to see that new Blackberry movie with Jim Balselli and the, you know, the story of Blackberry. And it just reminded me of when he was trying to acquire the Coyotes at one point, move them to Winnipeg. Well, that didn't, that didn't come about. But now that they still don't have a new arena deal, they are still going to be playing in a college rink. What does that mean for the future of the Coyotes? From my perspective, I think of it two ways. One, it's about time. Move them. What are we doing? It's been since the Jets moved there in the 90s that this uh, this this team has struggled to get fans in the building. And a big part of that was because their arena in Glendale was so far from everything. I went there. It was a beautiful rink slash location, but it was far from everything. Two, I just feel bad for Coyotes fans. I know there aren't as many Coyotes fans as there are Oilers fans, as an example, but you know they care. You know they care. And the fact that 
they could very well be losing their team sooner than later. And it's just like a slow train wreck that you see coming, but you can't do anything about it. I just feel bad for them. You know, I just feel bad for them. It sucks, man. I remember in the nineties when I thought that we were going to lose the Oilers. Remember the stay Oilers stay campaign. Eventually the EIG came in and saved the team from relocating. I just feel bad for coyotes fans. Cause there are those ones that are diehard and really, really into the Coyotes. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It hurts sometimes, pro sports. And this is another one of those scenarios. And that's where we're going to wrap up the news for SYC Brewing. SYCBrewing.com. Go get yourself a beer. It's Wednesday. SYCBrewing.com. SYCBrewing.com. Caution. This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. For my friends at Betway. I'm hurt. I'm hurt, Betway. Not because I that you did anything wrong. It's because I did things wrong, you know? I bet heavily on the Oilers to win in Game 6. Did I get that bet right? I did not. I did not. But does that mean I'm going to quit? No, it does not. So let's look at some of the bets on Betway.com. Provided that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly, I am looking at the Hurricanes versus Panthers. That series, uh, Hurricanes currently favored, minus 130 favorites just on the outright series winner. That's where I'm going to put a couple of shekels. I do believe that the Hurricanes are going to get past the Panthers, though, that said, I also thought that the Leafs were going to walk over the Panthers, so maybe don't listen to my advice on that one. Good? Good. In the other series, Dallas is the underdog at plus 120, and I actually kind of like that as a dog. I kind of like that as an underdog bet. Vegas favored at minus 140. Dallas is scrappy, though. They just found a way to grind out a win against the Seattle Kraken. And Jake Ottinger was not his best for the Stars in net. But if I'm looking at that net, that matchup between the two goalies, Aiden Hill or Jake Ottinger, I think I'm going with the one plus, the plus 120 dogs. If you are betting on these series, make sure that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly. Go check out Betway. Check out the Betway boosts today. How about for the Jays game today? Uh, the Jays, Boston Red Sox, and New York Mets all to win their games on the money line. That is a plus 650 Betway boost. Let's go. And there you have it. Go check it out, provided that you can do so responsibly. You're listening to Better Late Than Never with Back Milk. What you need to do is like, subscribe, tell a friend, endorse yourself. Yes. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the Righteous Sack Beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, Trilogy has full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. What kind of tools are we talking about? Rental tools, fishing tools, drilling tools, coil tools, completion tools. TrilogyRentals.ca. Where do we start with the righteous sack beating? I'm not actually upset about all that much, to be honest. But what is weird and kind of annoying, and I don't really understand it, is when something happens with the Oilers, like getting knocked out of a playoff series. We just faced that on Sunday night, game six. They lost. We don't need to rehash. Everybody knows how upsetting it was. But what I don't understand is the way we instantly turn on A, players, or B, each other. The thing that I love about being an Edmonton Oilers fan and doing what I do at OilersNation.com is that we have a passionate group of fans that's very knowledgeable. We know the game. We love our Oilers. And you can't really trick us with a whole lot. Except when we're really upset. I saw guys turning on players that we loved just months ago, being like, you had to trade Vander Kane because he didn't do anything. You have to trade Nuge for a pick because he didn't do anything. And while I agree both of those guys, and I just picked those out of a hat, both of those guys needed to be better. Neither of them are going anywhere. So instead, we're wasting our time arguing and yelling at each other with such vitriol that it doesn't make sense. Are we upset? Of course we are. Do we want to make changes? You're fucking right. But we need to be on the same team here, people. We need to make sure that we are looking each other in the eye and we are all on the same page. Does that mean we have to agree on everything? Absolutely not. We do not. But what I don't want to see is us turning into a situation where we just, we're arguing with each other about nothing. Come on. Come on. Was Stuart Skinner great in the playoffs? No. 
Does that mean we're giving up on him? Absolutely not. Stuart Skinner is the reason we got to the playoffs in the first place. If it wasn't for him, this season could have been a disaster. But at the same point, if pointing out that he needs to be better in the postseason, you're allowed to do that. We don't need to fight about it. And hell, that doesn't mean we're giving up on Stu either. We love Stu and we love each other. But right now, we are in a zone where we're arguing and yelling at each other and it just doesn't make sense to me. Let's be upset. Let's mourn the season. But damn it, we got to make sure we're uniting and getting ready and spending our off-season training and drinking beers three at a time so that we're ready for when October rolls around to get this season going again. My ask of you is don't fall into the nonsense. Don't fall into the noise. Let's support our boys. We can be critical, but let's support our boys and each other. That's where we're going to wrap up the Righteous Act beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Nation. Worst host. Your Ramchuk. I know. His meal choices are utter junk. Who the hell fries veggies drunk? Say it ain't so. Tyler won't go, he's celebrating, Cinco de Mayo, say it ain't so, Oilers will go to the cup final and carry it home, na 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 It's time for the voicemail! I got a lot this week. A lot on your minds. A lot on your minds. This segment is currently unsponsored if you want to sponsor the voicemail it is arguably based on the analytics at least the most popular segment of the podcast fire me an email bagmilk.com you could be the sponsor of this podcast segment or until then it is sponsored by me and my youtube channel go subscribe now at hi my name is bag milk there's the youtube channel let's get right into it with our very first oh, voicemail ari Biggest key for uh, game four? I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> Stop shooting yourself in the foot. Well, Stop it. You know. You're more than capable of not allowing <laughs> a goal immediately after you get one. Yeah. You know, like... <sighs> this one's Enough tough. This one's tough, Ari. Is, uh, he says, obviously submitted it before game four. The Oilers did win game four. I was there. It was great. I was drinking red wine. I was very hungover the next morning. I was feeling so incredibly confident about what was going to happen in both game five and game six. So to have it end the way it did, very, very, very disappointing. As Ari was getting into there, don't shoot yourself in the foot. They did. Don't give up goals immediately after you score. They did. It hurts. It hurts, Ari. <laughs> okay now. Good afternoon. <laughs> well, there you have Donkey Volley checking in with a sneeze in the voicemail. What's up next? <laughs> you know. Let's go on us. There we go. There's two. Two sneezes from the donkey. This is gonna be two nil. Did I listen to these before? I feel like I did. I feel like I did. So I'm going to, this one right here. Good afternoon. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. 
with bagged milk. <laughs> the second most sexy thing to come from Edmonton since Liam's knee. Yep. Why would you? This is I so these are just getting played again, I guess. The date on this though is May 11th, is what it says in my system. I didn't record May 11th, I recorded May 10th. How is this possible? Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll just move on again. In case you missed it last week, Liam has sexy knees. I didn't know. I didn't know. We talked about it on Oilers Nation Radio. I want to know why he has sexy knees. And he said he wasn't aware, but he is now. Ari? You know, it really feels like that all the goals that Vegas scores, and even Los Angeles, all the goals, they at least most of them, 80% of them were like off of our mistakes. Yep. And just lack of details. 2,000%. So if they just clean that up, they'll... They're going to be just fine. No. Connor's doing his thing. Leon's doing his thing. We're getting depth scoring. I see Ari got uh, a couple of messages in a little bit later than these two came in. So I'm curious to see how the tone has changed. I too, if I had listened to these and recorded on the day that Ari sent these in, I would have been like, you're right. They are going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. We're going to do fine. This is no problem. And then what happened? Sadness. It's just, just the details, man, in the defensive end. It really was the details in the defensive end. Did they get better? They did not. In fact, they got worse. Anyway, it hurts. Nick, what do you got to say? Wow. Holy shit. Um, so the Oilers lost game five yep. to the Vegas Golden Knights. They did. I was working... During the game, mm-hmm. um, absolutely awful shift, absolutely awful Oilers game. I feel freaking horrible right now. Um, <laughs> I, I feel I feel so deflated. I have no faith in the Oilers. Don't worry, they'll get them in Game Six, Nick. I promise. And I know. Don't check on that. It'll tell. Time will tell. Fate will tell. By the time you hear this voicemail. I bet the Oilers are out to lunch because holy fuck, the vibes are—they are shite right now. Um, See, and I disagree with that. So, game five, yeah, they lost. Everybody was upset. We were at Greta. I. So, what happened when that when the Oilers lost game five? I legitimately called an Uber when the bu- when the buzzer sounded. I paid my bill and I left. I was out of that bar within minutes of that final buzzer. So yes, I get that the vibes were negative, but I was also at game six. And in the first period, that barn was so loud. The vibes were excellent to start off that game. And the way it ended, horrible, obviously. But that's the only disagreement I have. Oh, I don't know. Fuck that. I, I, I haven't had a hell of a day. <laughs> a hell of a week. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I needed the Oilers win, man. And there was... At least Tyson Berry didn't get traded this time. You know? Uh, by the way, Tyson Berry led the league in games played last year with 85. 
Got a couple of bonus games with the Predators that would be traded from the Oilers. No Oilers win to be had. I don't. I feel you, Nick. I really do. If this was, uh, I was actually tempted to record a uh, an emergency episode of the podcast after game six. But then when I got home and I turned on the roadcaster and I sat down at the microphone, I was like, you know what? I'm way too drunk to be recording something right now. And I'm drunk and sad. And that's the last thing anybody wants is a sad bag milk coming in all drunk, slurring his words. Being like, I thought we were going to win when we were up to one after 20. So I feel you, Nick. I'm laughing, but it's not because I'm not hurt too. It's how I process information. <laughs> Next. Good afternoon. Oh, the this donkey. is the donkey. Hmm. It's not Dukes being a oh yeah, my daddy, daddy, whatever. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be the first person on Better Late Than Never mm-hmm. to utter the word cloaca. A bird's also. Oh, what was that? I gotta find that again. A, te- a what? Could never to be the first person on better late than never to utter the word cloaca. A bird's also cloaker. Cloaker. Bird. I'm trying to find. I can't. I, how does one spell that? Co-whacker? Cow-whacker? Bird butthole. Oh, cow-whacker. Cow-whacker? Why is it called cow-whacker? Cow-whacker, bird butthole is what came up on, on, on Google. I'm learning things today. I think that's what he said. I don't know. Donkey Volley, can we get a uh can we get a redo on that voicemail? Or at very least sound it out phonetically for me. I'm very dumb. I still don't feel like my brain is running on all cylinders after this playoff run either, so it's gonna take me a little bit of time to get back up to speed. Chris Walkling, what do you guys say, my friend? So for context, this is Sunday, nine fifty. The Oilers just lost. All right, so let's get down. Now we're getting real. Chris is checking in right after the game ends, 9.50. That must have been like minutes after, I would think. Right? Pacific Standard Time. And I am sad. I'm just going to ramble for a good bit before it cuts me off. I'm going to allow you to do it. Whatever you... So... Whatever you said in the moment, right after the game, right after the Oilers got bumped out of the playoffs, is probably what we're all feeling. So I'm just going to let you run with it. This was the first year I listened to you guys, and I joined the Oilers Nation Discord in like mid-March or mid-February. Time is a blur, but... You guys have made this season so much more fun than the last seasons to interact with, to bitch about referees, to celebrate all the stupid Connor moments where he just makes everyone look like a bunch of babies. 
it sucks that it had to end this way, but oh, this is gonna hurt me to say, but Vegas was better. Oh, they were. Oh, that hurt. It did. Oh, because right. they don't deserve it. You know what, though, Chris, you were right. Vegas did a better job of minding the small details of their game, and that made them better. It just did. So you said the right thing, my friend. I know it hurt, and I know it was painful, and I could hear it in your voice. But you said the right thing. Oh, because Vegas sucks. Oh. I wish this was a cup year, but next year is going to be a cup year. And I will listen to every Oilers content that you guys release. So let's go Oilers. That's an awesome voicemail for a couple of reasons. One, checking in right after an Oilers loss. I appreciate that you shared that with us because, again, I think you're right. Vegas was better. They did a better job of minding the details of their game. Two, welcome to the nation, my friend. I've seen your name pop up a handful of times over the last handful of months, but I didn't know you were so new. So welcome. Looking forward to spending a full season with you. Tell some friends. Go join the Oilers Nation Discord. They do some fine work in there. We didn't start that. We didn't start that on our end. In fact, a bunch of cool people started that for us. And uh, it's a cool place to hang out. So go check out the Discord. Sneeze Maestro. Checking in next. Baked milk um mm. it is monday it is the day after the oilers got bounced mm-hmm. by the vegas golden knights yeah. um this point man it's still it's still fresh yep. it still stings it hurts i don't know what to feel about this season or what but right now here's the way i feel i'm gonna let you run after this here's the way i feel about it i know a lot of people are saying well this was a step back this was a step back this was a step back i don't i disagree At the end of the day, the Oilers had two fewer wins than they did on last year's playoff run. Step back, sure, marginal. They did not get to the Western Conference Final. Agreed. Agreed. But a step back, I don't think so. I just don't think it's that easy to win in the NHL playoffs. You had the Colorado Avalanche. I know they're out already as well, but like the team that won last year's Stanley Cup, they kept getting knocked out in the second round, second round, second round, second round, and then eventually kind of clicked for them and they went all the way. I think that there's some value in losing. I legitimately do, provided that you're able to channel it the right way. And fuck am I hopeful that the Oilers are going to be able to channel it the right way. Do I know that they will? No. Frank, are you down here? What are you doing, buddy? Get on the Frank mic. Get on the Frank mic. Go ahead, pal. He's not going to do it. Anyway, I hope they channel it the right way. To see Leon Dreisaitl speaking after game six, he was so mad. He was so pissed off. And I need that to live in him and fester and breed over the next handful of months so that when they come back in October, they are ready to murder. They are ready to murder. Back to you, Sneeze Maestro. And my perspective will probably change. This year feels like such a massive disappointment. I mean... Listen, we made the conference finals last year. Sure, we got swept, but we all thought it was a step in the right direction. We go along and improve in free agency. Skinner emerges. McLeod plays better. We had the emergence of Bouchard. Mm -hmm. We went and got Ekholm, Mm -hmm. and then we lose in six games in the second round. It just feels like such a massive disappointment. Certainly a disappointment, no doubt. Certainly a disappointment. Next year, 
Here, I'll get a counter. Full year of at home. Stu's going to be back. Campbell's going to be better. The Oilers are going to be great again next year. Most of the same players are coming back. We're going to get some upgrades. We're going to get some new guys. We're going to get some new friends. Keep your chin up. <clears throat> it feels like I got broken up with. Uh, That's the hard part about losing the playoffs. We talked about this on Oilers Nation Radio. There were years, countless years, where the Oilers were out by fucking American Thanksgiving. Hell, I remember one specifically. We were throwing a party at the Pint downtown. They were out of it by Halloween. Out of it by Halloween. That is a whole different flavor of hurt that I never want to experience again. This one is raw. It's painful. It's just a sudden fucking kick to the shin. But we can do this. Um, I ain't going to lie, Big Milk. I shed a tear last night. Um, Sometimes you got it. When the others got bounced. Mm-hmm. Granted, I cried less than when Tyson Berry got traded. Yeah. But I still cried. But now, the- see, I find that way worse than the Oilers losing. Crying harder when Tyson Berry got traded over when they get bounced in the second round. I'd flip those. I'd flip them both. I'd cry way harder when they're out in the second round. Tyson Berry, I'll wave you well, sir. At least you can live in Nashville. Oilers are out, and my girlfriend is backpacking in Europe for till the end of June. Ooh, so I fun. need a new hobby. So if you have any ideas on a new hobby for me, um. I might try uh, ketamine, but I'll probably just end up <laughs> golfing a lot, hopefully, you know. Yeah, don't fall in a K-hole. I know you're joking, but don't do that. Aren't you studying to be like a neurologist or something? You could understand the effects on your brain if you get stuck in a K-hole. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do them. I was going to re- recommend spelunking. Get yourself a headlamp. Go diving in some caves. It's probably dangerous. What do I know? Okay. I've had a solid amount of hours to cool off after last night, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I'd like to thank my girlfriend for that. She helped a lot. <laughs> uh, gross. Gross. I mean, good for you. You can brag on here if you bag, uh, brag on here if you want, but like, yeah, I'm gonna give you a button here. There you go. Did they play good enough to win? No. In my opinion, they did not. No, they did not. Kane, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman scored less than 10 goals at even strength, man. Last year, when the Oilers went to the Western Conference Finals, those three, by the time they got knocked out, had an aggregate total of 30 goals. This year, they had seven. Seven. That's not good enough. Nope. Nurse and CC. God, they got sent to outer space by by Eichel and his line. Yep. Like, CC was on for five goals when yep. Eichel was on the ice. Not great. And Skinner, man, he wasn't good, but I'm not going to blame him for losing to a really good team. That's the way I feel about it, too. Stu needed to be better. And you're never going to win in the playoffs with a sub-900 save percentage. We all know that. But, like, was he to blame? No. I just, I I don't buy that. Some of those goals were not his fault. In fact, most of them were not his fault. And Jay Woodcroft. I've got some beef here, too. Hmm. I don't think he line matched properly. Stapling Ryan Eugene Hopkins and Buke sat together and calling it a second line, I don't think that worked. Didn't work. Uh, Some other decisions, too, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, um, that's one part of it. 
You have more? Oh, I guess that's over. Ari part four, fourth Ari message. The second part is this question, BM. Mm -hmm. Did they get screwed by the league? Because I see a lot of people saying that this morning. (laughs) I think there's an argument to be had at least. The refing was bad, I think. Yeah, it was bad. Steve Kazari's call on Santa Rice on Broberg in game five. I think that I think Tyler put it best when he said that call was junk. It was junk. That call was garbage. Terrible. The non call on, on Ekholm, the high stick that drew blood, and they <laughs> called it a follow through after the fact. Yep. We've seen that call a thousand times. There's like a few others. The game management and putting the whistles away, that sort of thing. It's just inconsistent at the end of the day. And I think it cost them. I think it went against them. Alice Pretendra should not have been playing game six, man. So there's a, I'll just stop you there. There's a bunch. So yeah, I don't know that the the refs were out to get the Oilers specifically. I talked about this a handful of times. The refing was just terrible all over the NHL playoffs in general. Like in the first round specifically, I watched a lot of games and there was just weird calls all over the map. It wasn't just to do with the Oilers. It really wasn't. There was other teams where they just got fucked just as badly. Now, that doesn't make it any better. There were some terrible calls against the Oilers as well, right? I I don't know how to answer that question. They were just generally shitty, is how I would put it. Period. That's all I'm going to say for that. Mm-hmm. With Fair that enough. being said, do I think that they would have that they were playing good enough to win with all that happening? No, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't either. have the, I wouldn't have had the confidence to say that they were going to win game. Seven if they got there. That's my take on it. What do you think, BM? I think you're right. I don't think the Oilers played anywhere near good enough, to be honest. I think that uh, they looked like it was supposed to be easy. I think they looked like they thought they were going to be able to outscore their problems. I thought they looked sloppy in their own and way too often. And unfortunately, Stu couldn't give them the saves to cover up all the mistakes. He covered up plenty of mistakes. Soup did too. But um, the Oilers just were not tight enough in their own zone. They were not tight enough with their puck choices. Yeah, we can blame the refs, sure. There was plenty of weird calls that we can choose from. But at the end of the day, the Oilers did not perform to where they needed to. Hey, Bag Milk. What's it's up, man? Larry here. Long time since I've been on the show. Welcome. I just wanted to bring something up that I'm realizing, you know, reviewing the season after it's over. Please. The Oilers never had a game that I was like, holy shit, this is the game, best game of the year, love it. They always kind of just left me wanting more throughout the regular season and playoffs. And you guys had brought it up on the podcast that like they just didn't have a game that was like the game. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't at all. I just wanted to say that. They didn't. You're right. Yeah, the Oilers just didn't have a game where it was like, oh man, the Oilers brought their A game. Though I will say there was, let me think, game two in Vegas when they won 5-1. That was the Oilers at their best. Game four back at Edmonton, that was the Oilers at their best. But they only gave two of their best efforts in a six-game series. And ultimately, that's how it went, isn't it? Game one, they were they were incredibly sloppy, wasted a four-goal effort by Leon Dreisaitl. Game two, back on their game. Game three, just simply not ready to play. 
Vegas outrun, outgunned, out everything them in game three. Game four, they bounced back. Another great effort. Game five and six. And they fizzled out, man. They had the lead after the first period in both of those games. And then what happened? The second period sunk the ship. Fucking sucks, Laird. Fucking sucks. What else do you got to say? Hey, bag milk, Laird, once again. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what the hell was happening with the Oilers' skates throughout the second round of the playoffs. Like, did they have somebody new start sharpening skates? Because the amount of lost edges just where they could not have an edge to save their life lost them every time. Critical moments in games, too. I don't know about the skates thing. Uh, to be honest, I, I didn't really notice it, but I'll go ahead and buy that. Did they have someone new sharpening their skates? I'm looking for somebody to blame, so I might as well blame the equipment manager. Why not? Hey, Bag Milk, final recording here. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say this year I was more disappointed than upset by the Oilers. When they lost to the Avs last year, Yep, I was upset. When they lost to Winnipeg, upset. Mm-hmm. When they lost to Chicago, upset. I was mad about that This one. year, I'm just disappointed because they had so much potential. And I, you guys mentioned in real life, I believe it was, how Nugent Hopkins, Kane, and Hyman didn't have nearly as many goals as last year. And like, 17 okay. versus 30. I'm not saying they need to put up 500 goals in the playoffs. It just felt like they were never on the score sheet this year. Yep. In the playoffs. Yep. I am disappointed so much that like I have not listened to a podcast in one sitting, which I can normally <laughs> do. It's taking me like <laughs> two days and like three to four sittings to finish a podcast because I just can't. I, I don't blame you at all. I've went two days now without watching any sports. I watched the Jays game last night. I watched the Jays game last night, and that's where my sports has really ended. I just, I can't watch hockey right now. I need a cool-off period. I'm in a period of mourning right now. So I'm with you, Laird. I understand the frustration, especially when these voicemails came in. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard, but you know what? Just remember, there's going to be a time, and it's not going to be in the very distant future, where we're back on the Kool-Aid, and we're getting back ready. It's like Ken Holland said in the clip I played earlier. Some of the boys are already ready to get back in the gym. No holidays for anyone. And that's the way we got to think about it as fans too. You go out and enjoy the rest of your summer. The reason you were so disappointed is because the expectations were the highest they've ever been and high expectations brings high levels of disappointment when you don't get that goal. Now, go outside, get some vitamin D, read OilersNation.com in the sun, listen to the podcast, get yourself fired up, get yourself back in the rhythm for next season because we're going to be back. We're not stopping at all this summer. I'm going to be doing this podcast every single Wednesday up until October, maybe even some bonus episodes if I have some newsworthy to do in there. But for you, Laird, take a break, my man. Do whatever you need. Take a dip in Lake Laird. Refresh, recover, let the batteries recharge, and then we'll come back. Then we'll all come back together. And that's the thing that was going back to the righteous sack beating. I get being disappointed. That's the thing that makes being an Oilers fan so great. The passion we all have is fucking awesome. But if you need to take a little break so you're not too disappointed, you feel refreshed, then damn it, that's what you got to do, Laird.
That's what you got to do. And that's where we're ending the voicemail. The voicemail is unsponsored, so it's brought to you by my new YouTube page. Go check it out. Hi, my name is Bagged Milk on YouTube. I just got a handful of videos up there. Essentially, all I'm doing is dumping everything on my phone that I just want to delete off my phone, but I don't want to actually get rid of the video. Good? Good. Until then, check the link in my link tree. It's SpeakPipe is what you're looking for. Leave me a voicemail. Chime in. Let me know what you got going on for the summer. What are you looking forward to? The Oilers are out. I'm looking forward to Riverhawks games. I'm looking forward to fucking off to the lake. I'm looking forward to going to the mountains. I'm looking forward to Blink-182. June 29th. Do you want to know, Blink-182, how much I love that band? I was going to go to the draft in Nashville to cover it, but I spent so much money on my Blink tickets, I can't sell them. So you know what I'm doing? I'm skipping the draft. I'm avoiding the grind, and I'm going to Blink just as 12-year-old me would have demanded. As I would have demanded. You know what I mean? Of course you do. I want to go ahead and thank our friends at the Audio Department, Trilogy Oil Field Rentals, SYC Brewing, and Betway for making this podcast possible. And for you for listening and helping me give a place to vent, not just for me, but for all of you. It seemed like in the voicemail, we had a lot of stuff to get off our chest this week, and this is the place to do it. Better Late Than Never, episode 85, I think, is in the books until next week, or maybe something cool happens and we deserve an emergency episode. Until then... Ty Ty, why won't you kiss me anyway? Why won't you? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.